Hello, this is Bernard Karras and this is the third episode in my own cancer story, my Movember. I'm doing this podcast to encourage everyone actually to look after their own health and to speak up and speak to others about their health. And especially I want to encourage young men to look after themselves. And if you are in love with a young man, and it doesn't matter if you are their partner, their friend, their parent, their brother, make sure that they take care of their health. Many people forget that testicular cancer normally strikes in the age of 18 to 35. And if you get it early on, it's easily curable. I had it much later in my life, in my mid-40s, and I was diagnosed in 2013, and this is my cancer story. And today, if you quickly recap, I had on Thursday my first diagnos- uh, diagnosis about testicular cancer, and then we had Friday with doctors and hospitals just to make sure that I actually get surgery really quickly. And there came the weekend, and with the weekend came the time when I had to actually start speaking out, understanding to whom to talk to, whom to inform, how to inform people. That was really, really tough. I always enjoyed a wonderful, great circle of friends. There was no way I could tell everyone personally or ring everybody up. Living in a patchwork family, which actually really was always fantastic and very enriching, had also the challenges that the patchwork family is actually pretty bad. But the biggest challenge was to tell my own daughter, who was a young teenager at that time, and her stepsister, about my disease, about my cancer, and about what it actually means. How do you tell your own child about a deadly disease? I don't know how anyone can do that and how one actually does it. I always enjoyed a very honest relationship with my kids. I told them everything And I tried to do that in a way which was appropriate to children. But there is a father who himself doesn't know suddenly what that cancer means. What it means for the future of my own life. And yes, I was shaken. I was in tears. I was sometimes, I was really depressed. So I had to tell her. And I had to tell them, and I did. And I told them, as good as I could, as openly as possible, but also with my optimistic belief that at the end of it, everything will be actually fine. And yes, I broke out in tears. There was no way to avoid that. And probably it's good to show your own tears, your own fears in front of your child. But I could pull myself together 
and actually then project as much optimism as I could. And luckily, I always was and I am still a very optimistic person. But the optimism wasn't that difficult when you get all the love of your own child. If you get the love of the people who are closest to yourself. People who will be there for you, whatever happens. That was my source of optimism. We spoke a lot about the, on the weekend about cancer, about the chances, what it meant, what we knew about it. And my daughter's mother is actually a doctor herself and works with terminally ill patients, which I admire how she does that. And it was good to have her there too, because she could give some kind of medical input and a medical perspective. But the weekend was also not only about talking about cancer, we just needed to eat and drink and laugh and also have or try to have a good time. There were also a couple of people I was pretty harsh to on Thursday, the day of my diagnosis. Because we had guests at our home and I couldn't tell them right away because I first wanted to tell my partner. But still I had so to do it and I was very rough at the first time so I hope I really hope that I apologized in the right way for my own harsh way. But I know that these people, I have been a bit harsh on the first day too, um, gave me the same kind of love and warmth one only could hope for. The next issue was with the closest circle of friends, how to actually keep them updated without calling them all the time and without actually getting any pity because to be honest that's what I needed to last. What I needed was warmth and optimism. Today's technology makes it luckily pretty easy to keep people informed and what I did is I formed a WhatsApp group of the very closest people I have just to keep them informed in the next couple of days of how the surgery would go, what the next steps would be, what if any of the results would show. I didn't want to ring them up all the time. And yes, it was a small WhatsApp group. I wouldn't inform a hundred people or so of it. Um, so that was good. There was also the question if and when I should inform my team at Hello Stage, a company which I've just founded a couple of months earlier. But because it was the Christmas time, I first of all didn't want to spoil their Christmas. And secondly, I just wasn't ready to do that. Luckily, it was a holiday, nobody was here, so there was also no need to talk about it right now. I had to inform my brothers, which I did, and I also had to inform my father. And ringing up my own father was probably also one of the really tough moments during that weekend and these first couple of days. My father had probably a very understandable view on cancer, 
coming from his own much younger time, when he was in his 30s, 40s, cancer was a really bad diagnosis with a high probability of death within a short period of time. Luckily, medicine has moved on significantly since then. But still, I can remember my father sometimes coming home when I was still a child and saying, this person at work had that and that cancer, and he would give him just a couple of more weeks to live. I had it in my mind when I rang him up. And surely my father was completely shocked. And probably the thoughts went to his, through his head. Thoughts, he said much earlier, 20, 30 years ago, about colleagues and friends who were diagnosed with cancer. He luckily didn't say that. He pulled himself together and tried everything to give me also the optimism I needed at that moment. But I'm sure it was very, very difficult for him. It's much easier to talk about that now in reflection to understand that the reaction of some people on such a harsh diagnosis is sometimes completely uncontrollable because you hit spots in their own life, in their own experience. You hit emotional spots, you hit their own fears. So their reaction cannot and will not always be as you would need it. But I was very lucky because I had a close circle of friends who were there for me and especially a wonderful daughter who would pull herself together with all the fears she definitely had and give me her smile, her laugh, her love. And that helped me a lot through that weekend. That's today's episode and the next day I'll tell you a bit more about the surgery. This is not a podcast you probably enjoy, but I hope it's a podcast which raises awareness of men's health, especially raises awareness for testicular cancer which hits young men. I hope it makes you yourself, looking after yourself, probably going to the urologist, checking yourself out, and if your partner, help them to check themselves out, help them and support them when they need to go to the doctor. And if you have people in your family, in your circle of friends, who have cancer, give them a hug from me, a big one. I hope it helps them and my thoughts are with them. I'm lucky that I'm cancer-free for five years now and I cherish every day of that. Thanks so much for listening and I hope to have you back tomorrow. All the best. Thank you.